This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bait Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of the hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Hi guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Slifka. Today, uh, I do not have a guest. I kind of want to um, introduce myself, basically. I didn't really do that when I first started. So, And kind of go through how my seasons has gone so far. Um, I'm uh, definitely a bass angler, as most of you already know. Uh, I've been doing this for been fishing seriously for about eight years whether it be co-angler boat side or kayak or just just doing shows and working with uh people and then uh this year i want to say where should we start um this year i decided to take it very very seriously and kind of up my game and commit to a trail and I kind of want to talk about the mindset of what I went through from the start of this idea of being a tournament kayak angler and kind of where I'm at now and kind of the road it took 
and the mindset of keep going and to not stop, not stop. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack, and there's a lot of people to thank for this, including this podcast and uh, the people behind it. So, uh, I'll start. Let me take a drink of water real quick. All right, so I'll start here. Um, so, uh, late about not late, uh, early February, I decided I wanted to get very serious about the kayak game, and what that drove me to is looking to uh, get a better kayak and a more angler specific kayak or fishing kayak per se. So in doing videos and everything, I decided on a RS-117 kayak from Bonafide. And uh, my journey kind of started there from, I mean, obviously we're not all made of money. So definitely had to save up the money for it. And that took a little time. I ended up getting the kayak about March 1st. We were still frozen though. Had to wait about two weeks to finally get it on the water the first time on the water i really loved it and um the mindset was to get as comfortable with that kayak as possible before the tournament before the first tournament which was for me going to be the paddle and fin trail series on the Tippecanoe river and uh so i spent literally every day almost getting on that kayak, learning the kayak before I put any electronics on or any motor or anything. Um, and it's it took a lot of time away from family, took a lot of time away from everything, took a lot of time, you know, away from um, the kids. And then it took, takes a lot of money too. You know, gas to get to these places, gas to, you know, and then And then uh, money for baits, and then I eventually I had to put the, I put the electronics on there, so that cost money. You know, the, the what I'm trying to get at here is this: this sport is very, very uh, expensive, and that takes a toll on you, and it takes a toll on your mindset, too. Um, so fast forward, got all that stuff I needed. Uh, and then we get to that first event, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not my first tournament, but it, I had that that feeling like it was, that feeling of should I go, should I not go, do I really need to commit to this, um, how bad do I really want this. And uh, what ended up happening there was I ended up going. It was only a two-hour drive. Uh, I ended up taking fifth place, catching three fish, and one being, uh, I think, a 17-incher. And from that, I learned that uh, I can do this and that uh, I was, <clears throat> that I was meant, that, that I can achieve my goal of this. And uh, so from there, I started taking it uh, very, very seriously even more, you know, doing the map study, doing the Google Maps, 
And um, after that tournament, I would say, you know, something ended up breaking. Oh, uh, I had a lot of electrical issues after that tournament and a lot of things that I need to fix and uh, kind of put me down, you know, taking um, fifth place in your in your first uh, tournament where you're fishing a Midwest Regional Series. And uh, it was it was tough to come out of that and knowing you cash a check, but now you have all these extra expenses that you were hoping you didn't have. Plus, I was still out fishing now every single weekend or every single chance I got. And then I had motor issues going into that. And then I think, I want to say three, four weeks later was the the Michigan tournament. And I went into that feeling very confident after the very first tournament. And then I went and practiced one day for that event. Yeah, I practiced that Friday. And the mindset was to go out there and, you know, uh, win. Like the mindset always should be is to go out and win. So I practiced that day. I thought I found some good fish. Went into tournament day very, very, uh, very confident in what I found. And it turns out uh, I didn't really find them. I just found the easy ones to catch and that kind of, I was happy I still took 15th, but at the same time, I was a little upset that uh, that I didn't finish in the top 10, given that uh, I felt like I found something. And when I really didn't, I put a lot of effort, a lot of time into pre-fishing, uh, map study, and uh, hours on Google Maps trying to figure this out. And it just did not turn out uh, turn out my way unfortunately, but at that point, um, to be honest, I've been, I haven't took a day off since uh, March at that point, and it was kind of, the season was kind of already wearing on me, um, you know, keeping up with the social medias, keeping up with all that stuff, and uh, feeling not necessarily burnt out because every day I go fishing, you know, I love it. Any chance I get, I go because I, I know I'm passionate about fishing. But I think burnt out from the from the traveling and from from just that everyday grind. I go into work, then going fishing, then going home, a couple hours of sleep, and just that repeat, repeat, repeat. <clears throat> so uh, the very next week, I think I took I took the next week off just to kind of give myself a break, have family time, because when when you get as involved as, you know, and, and determined to kind of do this stuff, you sometimes forget that there's other things besides fishing. And I heard this from a, from a ton, of, ton of pro anglers and a ton of, you know, kayak guys who who do this for way way more than I do it and for you know a lot more money than I do it obviously in uh big professional 
uh, status, if you would. Um, Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. They say the same thing. You know, make sure you you find a good balance. Yes, you have to grind. Yes, you have to pay your dues and such. But you also can't forget about other things like family and everything else. And at that point, uh, after that Michigan tournament, I kind of had to take a little bit of a break from fishing every day and, you know, working on, you know, math studies and everything. And then, you know, I kind of kind of took a little bit of a break, went into June, which was the Madison tournament. As you guys probably know by now, I committed myself to the paddle and fin, uh, trail series this year. Before I even knew who who they were and who the podcast was, I um, I just knew it was a good Midwest series and it's something that I needed to do. You know, fishing on the local level wasn't going to get me to the point I needed to get to. I really needed to challenge myself and see if I could fish with some of the best anglers out there. And um, so after the Michigan event, uh, the AOI standings came out. I think I was sitting fifth, I believe. I'm not exactly sure at this point. I was sitting fifth, I think, and that kind of really got me excited and a jolt of energy going into that Madison event. And uh, I kind of I took two two days off for practice for that Madison event, going in there with uh, with whatever I had. At that point, I have already lost two rods, one to a muskie, the other one just to bad management while I was on the kayak where I I happened to tip it, not tip the kayak, but I happened to hit the rod and it kind of sunk in the water as I got to watch it. Along with that, I uh, lost sunglasses, so... It was kind of from from that Michigan tournament to that Wisconsin tournament. It got got kind of expensive. Thankfully, you know, I have good friends that helped me out with some rods and some gear for that Wisconsin event. But up until that point, I really couldn't uh, I couldn't properly pre-fish. I couldn't uh, couldn't really do what I wanted to do for that event. And um, I think that played a factor into it as, I mean, it's not necessarily the excuse because you can literally go out there at one rod and as long as you have confidence in yourself, you can um, you can win any event. Most of the times I go in there with the mindset of doing one technique and that's what normally ends up happening for me. I'll do one or two techniques and catch all my fish on that and do that the rest of the day. So, but I think it plays a factor, just knowing knowing that you don't have the gear that you're used to having. Going into pre-fishing definitely, um, definitely kind of hurt me. I um, 
but I explored. I explored every. There was three different lakes we could fish out of, and I explored two of them in pre-practice, and caught one fish. So when I caught that, I just when we got to tournament meetup or the captain's meeting, I was kind of uh, kind of down. I would say. Um, I'm normally always a happy guy, but I was kind of down that I didn't find anything. I didn't uh, didn't necessarily do what I wanted to go out there and do, especially when most of my experience on the kayak and fishing out of a kayak has been on those waters. To only find one fish, kind of um, kind of hurt. So going after the captain's meeting, I. Finally, picked up two rods, picked up a reel, uh, two reels actually, a spinning reel and a baitcaster, and uh, just rigged up for the next day. Um, my plan was to fish the one lake out of the three that I did not fish and just go have fun. That was the mindset of it, and I went into that of you know that day, I should say. I got to the lake, I seen grass, and I was like, I'm just going to fish the grass all day. You know, it's either going to work or it's not. And either I'm going to be last place or I'm going to find a way to win. You know, and that's kind of a, you know, in a mindset situation, that's a hard thing to do. And I take a little sip of water. But so in a mindset situation, that, that was a hard thing to do because um, a lot of people normally break down at that point. Two days, one fish, you, they're not where you, where you were hoping they would be. They're not where they were but when you've been there before. And... It uh, it's a hard thing to deal with, and I know a lot of people deal with it. And there's a lot of pros out there that have to scrap their whole plan come tournament day, and still find ways. And I just kind of kept that in my head that all I needed was five bites. You know, it wasn't didn't have to be you know the best five bites at that point. I was just thinking, just uh, just stay in it for Angler of the Year. Even if you can't win this event, just try to get Angler of the Year points to keep yourself in that top five. So when I went out there that day, I uh, started with the, you know, started with the top water. Um, didn't really work out. But what I noticed now, thinking back at it now versus during the event, um, the second I pulled up to that boat ramp, um, I was just in a good mood. I was happy for some reason. Uh, before I even seen the lake, before, you know, before anything, I was just happy to be there, basically. Um, and I think that helped me out a ton. Because I went out there and just, <clears throat> and just fished basically. And, you know, just like you'd go to your local lake or local pond 
and you don't really have a game plan, you don't know what lure you're going to be throwing or anything like that, and you just go out there and have a fun time, That's that was my deal. That was my plan. And uh, I feel like I executed it. I started with a top water. I wasn't feeling it, you know. And then I went to uh, kind of like your mid column and just went and looked for things that looked familiar to me where a bass would be at and use that that mindset and that knowledge of just keep casting, you know. I threw a lipless crankbait out there uh, early morning. And the reason why I'm saying a lipless crankbait is because I've never thrown those before. I literally owned two of them, and one of them I bought at that tournament, you know. And I just threw it out there just to throw it out there. I knew there was grass around. I knew... Bass love lipless crankbaits around grass, so I threw that out there. Ended up and hook a bass, but I did hook a walleye, and that was pretty sweet. Oh, excuse me, gave me a ton of confidence. And uh, in the day, it kind of brightened up the day. Like, hey, you know, that's awesome. You know, if this tournament ends right now, hey, I caught a walleye and a lipless crankbait. I caught a fish I never caught before. I've never targeted before, but I never caught before on a lure that I never throw. Like, this is going to be an awesome day. And then I ended up finding something that I, you know, that I got really, really comfortable with, which was like matted grass and uh, pockets, pockets in the grass. And I just threw what I knew how to do. And I put the mindset in it of, I'm going to throw the drop shot that I know how to throw in these grass patches and this is what I'm doing today. And either I'm gonna catch them or I'm not. And I ended up catching four that tournament, uh, all in a drop shot. I mean, could I have caught them on something else? Probably. I know guys were catching them on other stuff, but but the point of this, this the story is Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I put it in my head that I'm going to throw the technique I know the best to catch fish the way I know how to catch them. And with that mindset, I ended up catching four fish. I finished 19th in the tournament, which wasn't the, wasn't the finish I wanted, but I left the tournament proud and happy that I had two days of practice, only caught one fish in that in those, and I still found a way come tournament day to at least put four fish on the board. And uh, technically, I should have had more if I executed hook sets, but we, you know, we can't live on the past on that. And you know, I always try to move forward after those those events or those lost fish or anything like that. 
And so coming out of that event, um, I was, you know, I felt not like I felt like I won, even though I didn't win. Um, where I kind of won the day for me, where where uh, I went in, no confidence whatsoever, no idea what I was going to do. And I won by catching those four fish because I overcame a negative thought <clears throat> and put in the mindset of I'm going to find them no matter what. So, <clears throat> and now, uh, going in, going out of that event, uh, I gained confidence in, in myself and in my techniques and, um, now I think we're about three, four weeks out from that event when I'm recording this and, uh, I feel really good in what I've been able to do as far as fishing wise, as far as I'm second in, uh, AOI points for the paddle and fin trail series, um, and you know, I got the biggest positive mindset ever going onto the water every single time, you know. And uh, it's really thanks to those tournaments and uh, just being on the water a ton and not really sticking to one pattern versus the other pattern or one rod versus another rod. It's more of a... <clears throat> man. I need to take some water. It's getting very dry here. Like I was saying, it's more of the the mindset of um, going out there and just doing uh, what you love. So that that's what I keep doing, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's, uh, this, this year has definitely been an eye opener versus, uh, what, for, for what I can do and what's possible instead of, uh, instead of always guessing or hoping or thinking I can't do this or I can't do that, I, and up, uh, I, I just took a chance, basically, you know. I didn't really have the money to take a chance, but I kind of knew it was going to work out. And uh, so far it has, you know. Uh, <clears throat> now going into these next events, my goal is Angler of the Year, as I've preached all year long. And at least one more check, you know. And to possibly be at the national championship at the end of the year, you know, going going into the year, I didn't think it was possible. Sitting second in AOI points, and knowing that it's a possibility, um, yeah, it's it's making me happy. You know, I've achieved a lot in the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, I mean this. This episode probably isn't going to be the longest episode. It might not be the most uh, entertaining episode. But uh, just kind of wanted, wanted to 
let you guys know how my mindset has been throughout, you know, this season and kind of my drive through through the start of this to now. Um, it's it's been ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, there's days where I feel like I'm burnt out. There's days where uh, <clears throat> you want to give up, but uh, you just gotta uh, keep going, man. Because it's definitely worth it. And uh, other than that, um, I mean, like I'm like I'm saying, you can't. Uh, if you want this, you, you got <clears throat> you gotta work for it, man. You, you gotta work for it. Um, and I hope to inspire someone with this podcast and uh, with this episode. So uh, I'm gonna sign off, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this short one. And enjoy a couple of the stories. And uh, definitely appreciate everyone who has supported. And definitely appreciate appreciate everyone that supported this uh, this podcast and the Pat and Finn Network. And just me personally. That's... Uh, Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.